0: Everybody that's ever said anything against the Golden State Warriors completing this improbable thing, right? Not going all in and saying, you know, we're going to leverage all of our draft picks. We're going to do all these things. We're going to do something that's never been done. F you. And you know what, Jim? I like it. I like the flex. When you work that hard for that long, you got the right to say, can we cuss on here? You got the right to say, you world to everybody. I love it.
2: Hey now it's cracking. Welcome back to the Jim Rome podcast and welcome to Episode 227, where this week a Jungle regular makes his original Side Hustle debut because my guest this week always shows up huge on the daily program, so now he gets a shot to cross over and stretch out on the pod. I am joined this week by Yahoo Sports NBA writer and Sirius XM NBA host Vincent Goodwill. And we have an NBA season to put a bow on and another Larry O for the dubs to break down, so let's get right after it. It is. Episode 227 with Yahoo Sports NBA rider Vince Goodwill. I know he's going to crush it, and it's coming at you right now. Vince, my man, you always kill it on our daily show. So, in fact, so much to the point that I felt like you needed some extra real estate, some extra runways. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you making extra time for the podcast here. How you doing, man? How are things?
0: I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to have watched the finals off me, man. That was a long two and a half weeks, man. <laughs> I'm glad
2: you have watched the finals off me. That is the truth. Like that said, with respect to that, you know, I'm going to go back to it. Before we talk about what it was a long two and a half weeks. But before we go back to what it means to Golden State individually and collectively, I've got to ask you about that parade. As far as I'm concerned, and as parades go, I thought that was one of the better efforts I've seen. Where would you rank the parade, and what was your favorite moment?
0: That's the biggest F you to the NBA, to John Morant, and every competitor. Everybody that's ever said anything against the Golden State Warriors, completing this improbable thing, right? Not going all in. And saying, you know, we're going to leverage all of our draft picks, we're going to do all these things, we're going to do something that's never been done, F you. And you know what, Jim? I like it. I like the flex. When you work that hard for that long, you got the right to say, can we cuss on here? You got the right to say, fuck you, world, to everybody. I love that. I love Steph having the rings on a necklace. I loved all the t-shirts. I love the Chris Chios, the Stone Cold, you know, uh, Steve Austin 316 with Steve Kerr's face on it. Like, there's nothing more impressive than a team that shows you exactly how hard it is by showing you how happy they are. The happier the team, the more improbable the story. My, that's man, exactly
2: how my man, I could not be happier with your response to that question. And I could not be happier with myself for starting with that question. And yes, you can say, fuck you, because that's what they said. Fuck you. And I agree with you. It was incredible. Like, I don't even know what my favorite moment was. Like, I'm an enormous fan of the Petty King, which we can get to in a minute. But it's hard to beat Clay, right, Vince? Like, all things Clay. Clay telling Draymond how mature he was after he let... An F Bomber 5 go, or Clay losing his hat on the way over and upgrading to the Sailor hat was pretty awesome, or Clay trucking that one gal was pretty sweet. I could say that because she wasn't hurt. I'm still laughing at Clay going in on Sharon Jackson and calling him a bum and a clown for him saying what he said after they beat them in the regular season. I mean, I don't even know where to go. I guess I'm asking you what we already know. How fucking cool is Clay?
0: Clay is the guy that we all want to be, right? Like the guy that basically comes in. He plays. Everybody loves him. And then he just says the most quotable stuff that he's not trying to say. When he called Jaron Jackson a bum, that was one thing. Then he went and whispered under his breath, clown. You know who says that? People like me to my friends when they do stupid stuff. Clown. Do you know that how near and dear to my heart that is, Jim? A guy that's just intent on having fun and shooting and hanging with his dog and hanging on the water. When, look, Jim, when that man said That, you know, the water has healing powers and all that other type of stuff. You know what I thought he was talking about? You can replace water and say weed. And I don't (laughs) smoke weed, but that's what it felt like that he was saying. The weed gets you closer to God. No, he just said water, but it felt like he was saying weed.
2: Oh, dude, that's so good. That is so, so good. I, I love that. And and I do love that he called him a bum and a clown. If clown is your word, bum is mine. I thought it was amazing. Now, look, I, I'm biased, Vince. I, I love the guy. I admit that I love the guy. I'm not really objective about this guy. I mean, I I love Steph Curry, so I'm going to pose this question not because I need to know, but there are still lots of people that do not buy in. Lots of people still not giving him the run that I think he deserves. But in your opinion, did Steph Curry need this fourth ring or a Finals MVP to validate himself in any way in your mind?
0: No, he didn't. I think the conversation needed it, Jim, because there's so many people coming from so many different angles. Saying a whole bunch of nonsense. Oh, well, you know, Kyrie Irving hit the jumper in your face, or you guys couldn't get out of playing, or, you know, the Kevin Durant won two MVPs on your team. All of those things can be true, and Steph Curry can still be one of the baddest dudes we've ever seen. Jim, this, I think he is the closest thing to Magic Johnson in Showtime. It's just different. And this is what I mean. When you think about the Lakers, and Jim, you are as knowledgeable about the Lakers and their history as anybody, Magic Johnson with five titles and nine finals appearances and everything else, he created a high that the Lakers have been chasing ever since. Not even Shaq and Kobe have reached that high. It's not just about winning. It's about the how, right? So when you spin that forward to Stephen Curry playing for a franchise that didn't win a damn thing till he got there, the franchise that was cute and cuddly and fun at their best, but was never a threat to do any type of real winning. And he's turned them into the closest thing that we've seen since the greatest show on earth. I can't do anything but bow down to him and say, you know what? Basketball owes you. It's not that anything else is not about the golden state warriors. It's not about anything else. Basketball owes this man. He is that close to Magic Johnson in terms of the show, in terms of the high that he's creating, in terms of what he's going to leave behind when he leaves this game. The game owes him.
2: You know, Vince, I think that's all fair. And I think that not only do I agree with that, I think that he revolutionized the game, both in how he played the game and the way he kind of carries himself. The, the thing that I love, Vince, about Steph is, you know, Steph, like he he is so classy and so dignified and so insightful, but he is the self proclaimed Petty King. I love that about him. It'd be so easy for Steph to say nothing and never make waves. Oh, hell no. That's not what he's about. He is the self-proclaimed Petty King. I want to ask you, do you think that crown fits him well?
0: Absolutely. It does. Like, I think people forget before they lost in 2016 and they were up, uh, they, they were the team that won 24 straight games to start the season. that just won a title in 2015. You were hearing whispers about, oh, Golden State is, you know, they're doing too much, they're celebrating too much. Steph's antics are turning people off. I love that. You know why, Jim? Because literally, I'm telling you to stop me. That's what I'm doing. If you don't want me dancing on your floor, (laughs) you don't want me shimmying in your face, the easiest way for you to do that is not just to put me on my ass, but to stop me from winning, to stop me from doing everything that I've been doing, And here's the crazy part, Jim. If you want to say that Steph Curry came out of nowhere and that he took the league by storm in 2015 and caught the league off guard and everything else, that's fine, right? The league took notice. They caught up. They even surpassed him over the past two years, and he came back and did a lap around them and got back on top. That, to me, is what makes this most impressive, is that he literally had to recalibrate. He literally knew that the league had his playbook And in some cases, some other teams tried to do it better than him. And he came right back around and he took his corners. You mother effing right, Jim, that he should take every last bit of real estate that he wants to and call himself the petty king. He had a moment with me. And you know what, Jim? I could do nothing but say, you know what, Steph? You are absolutely right.
2: Tell me, what was that moment? What happened?
0: There was a podcast that I was on with Steph, with me and the host called Steph a system player or the host called him a system player. I said, Steph was the system. Steph heard it, got his Michael Jordan ears on it. I took that personally. So when I saw him after the finals and he had his MVP trophy with him and I walked up by him, I said, hey, Steph, congratulations. And he says, new definition for system player, huh? You gotta <laughs> change that definition, right?
2: Hey, listen, I understand that investing can be really confusing, especially right now when people start throwing around terms like meme stocks, altcoin, and shilling. With all that jargon flying around, it can be hard to figure out exactly how or where to start investing. Getting your money right is easier with SoFi. It's the first investing platform to offer stocks, ETFs, automated investing, and cryptocurrency too, all in one single app. So whether you're eager to get started with investing or you already know the ropes and you want to diversify your portfolio, SoFi has your back no commissions on trading stocks and ETFs, plus no account fees or hidden fees. Use fractional shares that start as low as $5 to buy brand name stocks, even if you don't have a couple of grand lying around. And complimentary financial planners are ready to help you with any questions, whether you're stuck on where to start or you need help deciding what to do next. What I'm saying to you is, Cut through all the jargon. Make investing easier with SoFi. Visit sofi.com/rome and learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open up an account. That's sofi.com/rome. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities LLC, member FINRA/SIPC. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results or future performance. Dude, isn't that great? It's so funny. Like, you tell me. (laughs) So, Vince, I want to ask you. Like, when some guys do that and some guys are – all right, I, I've never actually used this phrase on this podcast before. Some guys are dicks about it, all right? And other guys will say like, hey, man, what do you have to say now? And if you own it, then you have a moment with that guy. And if they're not a bad guy, they understand that you had a job to do and maybe you were wrong and they proved you wrong and you had that moment and there's mutual respect. Did you feel that moment from him or did you just feel kind of like a negativity like he's not going to let you forget it and he doesn't respect it and he's not going to forget?
0: No, he's not going to forget it. But that's not a problem because I wouldn't forget it. I'd be a jerk too, and it's not in a way of a lack of respect because I do think there's a, you know, there's a, there's a warmth that like we've had right. moments where you know what I mean. Like so, I don't think it's going to be a thing where he looks at me a different kind of way. But I do think it's the former of what you said, where there's a, there's a respect there, but you won't, you don't forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I owned yes. up to it. I said, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I didn't think that you would win another ring. And guess what? I bow at the altar of Stephen Curry. I wasn't the only one that said it. But when it came, when it became apparent, Jim, like in the second round of the playoffs, I was like, oh, this team is winning again. Like, this isn't just a team that's coming close. This isn't a team that's just going to be cute and sneak one in. Jim, this might be the first of another championship run, and I can fall on the sword and own that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's so amazing, Vince. Mean, like, like then you got Draymond Green. You had a great, great tweet saying, quote, the Draymond Green summer of clapbacks is about to rival your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. I mean Draymond, <laughs> like like you tell me, are these guys running on similar fuel and Steph's kind of like that baby faced assassin, or is Draymond just running on a different kind of fuel
0: altogether? No, I think they consume the same stuff together. I just think that Steph has the advantage of having a more curated image. He's just as petty. He is just as vindictive in a great way on the basketball court as Draymond Green. And you need Draymond Green on the floor. Like you. Think, oh, hell
2: yes. Hell yes! I, I want to be very clear, and sorry to interrupt you. I never do that. Vince. No, ahead, I, love, I love, Draymond. I love Draymond. I love Draymond. I love what he brings to it. You absolutely have to have him on the floor, and I think he's a great, great player. Finish your thought.
0: You know what? He, you know what he is, Draymond. You know what Draymond is to me, Jim. He is Black Bill Laimbeer. <laughs> he is a guy that you absolutely hate. You can't stand, but if you polled a 29 other team, you polled a Boston Celtics, right? The same crowd that was booing his ass mercil- mercilessly and saying, F you, Draymond, if you ask them all on their way out of that arena in game six, hey, would you take Draymond Green and your team? I guarantee you, all of them will say, Draymond Green and Celtics Green, of course we'll take him. Draymond Green playing for Memphis, of course we'll take him. That's the beauty of a guy like that. Like you can hate him, you can abhor him, you can make fun of him in a bunch of different ways—triple, single, whatever it is. But ask him to be on your team, and you damn right you're taking him because he brings something that's that can that you can't really replicate. And here's the other thing, Jim: you can't name a single like great basketball skill that he really has. He's just maximized everything that he could ever get out of a six foot six, 245 pound body. And to me, that's the most impressive thing of all. So does he have the right to be petty and clap back to everybody this summer? Yes. Yes, he does.
2: He does. That's what got him there. That's what keeps him there. That's what makes him great. You know, Vince, I want to talk about the Celtics in a minute. But you mentioned Boston. Like, you want to clinch at home. But how sweet, given the vitriol, the venom, the parquet floor, the fans there, how sweet do you think it was? If they couldn't do it in the Bay Area, how sweet do you think it was for them to clinch and celebrate on that floor?
0: I think they prefer it. Mm. Like I really do. I I think they actually prefer it. Hey, your family is going to be no matter where you are anyway, so you're not missing out on the family experience once you get to a position of being able to clinch so you're not missing that. But remember when Steph Curry, after they won in 2014-15, and they came back to Cleveland like around MLK Day, and they were like 37 and one or whatever that crazy thing was, and he said, "You know what? It still smells like champagne in the hallways <laughs> and in the locker room." You, you, once again, the petty king, unprompted, So good. being petty. Why wouldn't I want to do that if I'm in Boston on the parquet floor, underneath the underneath all of those banners? It's What better place to be? Hey, guys, we just put up another banner in your building, except it's ours.
2: I think that's great. I think that's awesome. All right, so from the Celtics' point of view, you've got Jalen Brown quick to say after the loss, we'll be back, we'll be back. There's a lot to like about them. I understand that they've got some young stars that are going to have to mature and evolve and learn and go through the process, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What's your gut tell you? Will they be back, and will it be sooner than later?
0: They got a chance to be back. I don't know if I would guarantee them being back. If you ask me which team has a greater chance of being back in June next year, I would say Golden State, even with the Clippers and what they're going to do when the West sort of getting back and recalibrating and everything else, because there's a monster in the East named Giannis. And I think Giannis is still going to be at the peak of his powers, if not better. And without Chris Middleton, that series go, that series goes a completely different way if Chris Middleton is there. Miami, if Jimmy Butler puts a little more arc on that jump shot, in game seven with 16 seconds left, that goes in a completely different way. I'm not saying that they got lucky, but what I am saying is they were not belied by their flaws until the finals. Point guard play, play in the close games, being able to turn Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown over. Those other teams did not take advantage of that, but now the blueprint is out. Hey. Let's crowd these two guys. Let's make somebody else make shots. Are you going to get the same year out of Al Horford that you got? Is Grant Williams going to be able to step forward? Can Robert Williams stay healthy? There's a lot of questions about these guys. That's not to say they're a flash in the pan. That's not to say they'll never get back, because I think these guys are too good and too close to being better. But to look around at the East and say, you know what? Brooklyn may not get it together, even though I think they won't. Or to say that Giannis won't get back next year. I got, I got a hard time betting against Giannis next year.
2: I agree with that. It's not a guarantee they'll get back. I mean, it's, it is likely that they might, but it's not a guarantee. Let me ask you about Jason Tatum. Vince, do you think that it's kind of cool that Tatum channels Kobe Bryant as hard as he does? Or do you think it's kind of weird?
0: <clears throat> I think it's a little of both. I think it's one of those things where you're trying too hard. You know what I mean? When you're sending a text to a number with a green bubble, and I don't know if Kobe had an had a Android or anything like that, but you know what I mean? Like, somebody else might have that number now. You know what I mean? And somebody else received that text and like, who the hell is this? Like, it's just a weird thing of wearing a, the Kobe armband or wearing a, the Boston Celtics T-shirt that Kobe wore for his draft workout in 1996. Like, that could very well have been a coincidence. I do understand the element of honoring the past. I do understand the element of paying homage to previous generations, because if there's one thing I hate as a writer, it's basically people acting like the world began the day that they were born and nothing existed before that. So I understand and appreciate that. And whatever motivation you have you know, for yourself, that's one thing, but to put it all on display, I feel like it's a bit extra. I feel like it's more for show and not for the actual effect that maybe it's intended to be. And maybe that's a function of being 24 years old. But it just, it rubs me a little differently, but I'm not a Kobe stan. I guess I would have to ask a Kobe stan how he or she feels about all the Kobe homages. If they feel it's natural, they feel like it's trying too hard.
2: I got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky like the best thing ever? Well, there is something to be said for a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they only use the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite, and... Old Trapper jerky comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Old Fashioned, which is classic beef jerky flavor. Tender, smoky, and delicious. You've got teriyaki with the yellow label, where Old Trapper turned the flavor dial to 11. Hot and spicy, with a spice so nice you'll want to snack twice. Peppered, tender, seasoned beef covered in cracked pepper. And you can grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for the entire team or fam or both. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? I'm a Kobe fan. I was friends with Kobe and, you know, not to be weird about that, but, I mean, not not best friends, but we had a relationship. It, it's a bit mm-hmm. much. Like, I like that he respects him. I like that he inspires him. I like that he's able to pull that from him. But, I mean, do, do you have to do that stuff and make it public? I don't know. I don't, I'm not offended by it. I mean, it's, it's, right. I agree with you. It's both. It's, I get it. And it's a little weird. (laughs) It's a bit much. It's a lot. But I'm not offended by it. You mentioned the Nets. Let me ask you about the Nets. Vince, it would appear that the Nets do not want to extend Kyrie Irving's deal. No way, right? Listen, this guy, when he's right, he is unbelievable. And when he's available and right, he's unbelievable. But those two things don't happen very often. As great as he is, in your mind, is he still worth all the trouble at this point? Hell no.
0: Are you serious? No. I don't think he's that – I don't think he's worth that. And here's why. It's not to doubt his talent. I think he is talented. I think he is gifted. I think he is all those things that we say about him in a basketball sense. <clears throat> but I look at him across the way from Stephen Curry, and I see Stephen Curry as the guy that is and – that is present every day, that understands the example that he's setting, that puts in the sweat equity not just for the Draymond Greens and Klay Thompson's, but for the Andrew Wiggins when they come in and the Kamingas and the Moody's and all these other guys that you have to start from scratch and say, this is how you work. I'm going to be the example and you guys are going to follow my lead. Can you imagine Kyrie Irving coming into a locker room and saying, guys, this is how I work. I show up every day. You guys are going to follow my lead. He's gonna say follow my lead, but then the next day he's gonna be partying on a boat somewhere, not coming to practice. Or two weeks later, he's gonna say he needs to take a mental health break and everything else. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine, Jim. If you wanna be that guy, that's fine. I'm not making I'm not making fun of him because I do think that there's a lot of issues going on with him. But you can't make as an organization a decision from the standpoint of thinking that he's going to be there when he's shown you that he has no interest in putting real sweat equity into an organization that desperately needs it.
2: I think that's the absolute truth. I mean, we, we can go with that cliche, Vince, that availability is your best ability. We all know that, but you're right. Like Steph is one of those tone setters for the entire organization with that sweat equity in the way he works, and the way he grinds, in the way he handles himself. Damn, Kyrie's not that guy. We know this. But the speculation is there's always that team that thinks that, yeah, but he'll be fine here. We can fix that or we can work with that or he'll be a better fit here. Speculation is the big three, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, all have an interest. Is that what you're personally hearing? And of the three, who would make the most sense to you?
0: Siberia, that would make the most sense. That's a good fit. <laughs> That's a good fit out of the three. Face of that franchise. Do I, do I think that there is real interest? I think the Lakers will probably have the most real interest because they're star chasing, because they're the most desperate.
2: That be even so more great. desperate, dude. How great would that be? How great would that race. be, man? That, that'd be like I'm team content. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. Right, I want right, that guy right. to be a Lakers so badly.
0: Team anarchy. You know what I mean? Like some men just want to see the world burn. You know what I mean? Like, like not to say that he's like the Joker, but he kind of is basically like the Joker and all these other teams are like all these dudes that sees a man eating woman. And they're like, you know what? This woman is so fine. I can fix her. And then you know what happens? You become the next victim. That's exactly what's going to happen because Kyrie Irving at this stage of his life, at this stage of his career is not going to change. You can't, like corral him you maybe can manage him and if Kevin Durant if you're on the team with Kevin Durant his best friend in the league maybe it's one of his best friends in the world if they can't manage him what makes you think you can manage him oh yeah let's put him on a team with Anthony Davis who won't who can't play with Kyrie Irving who won't play with LeBron James who's getting old with Russell Westbrook who's done yeah let's see that
2: That'd be the best thing. And I don't know how they could have both Kyrie and Russell Westbrook, but what I would give to have both those guys on the same roster at the same time, much less on the floor at the same time. I meant to ask about KD. Like, what do you think was going through KD's mind as he watched Golden State win that championship?
0: Honestly, I think he's so far removed from that in that way. I don't think there was like a jealousy or a want or anything like that. I, I don't think KD operates like that. Do I think that he's a little petty like, like like Steph and Draymond? Absolutely. Do I think that he wants to show them that he can win without them? Absolutely. Do I think there's an element of him that's happy for some of those guys? Sure, especially Klay Thompson, considering those two guys got hurt on back-to-back nights and hit their own moments, you know, in that 2019 finals. I, I would get that. But do I think that he feels like, man, I shouldn't have left there. I should have stayed there. I don't think Kevin Durant thinks like that. I don't think Kevin Durant sees the world the way that we would necessarily see the world. I think Kevin Durant got more credit in that second round loss to Milwaukee than he ever would have gotten if he stayed in Golden State for the rest of his career. And I think that's something that sticks with him. Even though I think, Jim, that this dude is the baddest man on the planet, it's not too many more people, not enough people who actually agree with me. And Kevin Durant, the friend and Kevin Durant, the team builder, finds a way of short circuiting kevin durant the generational player and that's a shame
2: oh, no he is he is a generational player player and i would argue Vincent, when he's right he's argue, arguably the best player in the world
1: trade pros whether you specialize in service or new construction ferguson knows
0: firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right with over a thousand locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit Ferguson.com to find a counter location near you.
2: Here's what I I don't get. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying I don't get this. It's one thing to say, to want to compete, right? It's one thing to kind of measure yourself against the other alphas. Why do you think he cares at all about Twitter eggs and randos? Like, what does he get out of doing that and engaging? How, How does he pull energy or fuel from that?
0: And this is going to sound really, really simple, Jim. I think he is a really simple dude. I don't think that he has a whole lot of other interests that pulls his attention away. Like he may have some overseas things every now and again, he's got Nike and stuff like that in the podcast. I just think Kevin Durant's a dude that has basketball. He's not a guy that has kids. He's not married or anything like that. So everything is revolved around the phone. Everything is revolved around basketball, and that's his world. In addition to all these little morsels, that's or layers that's around basketball. He doesn't have anything else. That's not to say he's some lonely dude, but I think Kevin Durant is very single-minded. You know, aggressive to the task and, uh, and attached to everything else. And part of me likes that. Part of me, Jim, appreciates that he cares that much about the game and some of the ancillary conversations that he doesn't put up the facade that nothing matters and everything else he shows us that he's human he shows us that when you when you cut he bleeds i can appreciate that Rather than somebody trying to fake it to make it or putting on a facade, I appreciate this vulnerability from Kevin Durant. Even if I think it's a it's a little much sometimes.
2: I I like real over fake always, of course. But when I see a guy on Twitter who hooks him, who's got 14 followers, who's an egg, and he gets KD to respond and respond a certain way, you know it's made that Randall's life. When I don't know how KD can't see through that. Like I don't know, I, I don't know what he gets out of that, but you know, to your point that that's, that's his thing. That's his thing. He, he's on the phone. He likes the phone. Let me ask you before you go, Vince, about the Lakers. Like Darvin Ham, I like him a lot. We'll see what he does and how he does as a head coach. But everybody who knows him respects him. He's got presence. He's got pedigree. Like, I like the dude. He's a strong dude. He said all the right things about Russell Westbrook in that opening presser. Vince, do you think that he believed what he was saying? Or did he say it because he had to drum up trade value or he knew that he was stuck with him?
0: partially all of them I think you know that there's no real trade market for Russell Westbrook you know that if I have this guy I got to get the best out of him and part of it is I'm a first-time coach I'm probably going to be a little more delusional anyway you know what I mean all these guys are a little delusional when you take a Sacramento Kings job when you take some of these dead-end jobs you're thinking I'm going to be the guy to turn this around when you take the LA Lakers job well, Phil is behind the scenes and Kurt and Linda Rambis are behind the scenes. And, you know, Jeannie Buss is, you know, the person that's out front, but takes so much input from people. You've got to be a little bit on the delusional side to say, I can come into this circus and make the best of it. And I think he looks at Russell Westbrook as the embodiment of it. And a lot of these coaches, they look at the guy's statistical page, they look at the guy that they remember facing, not the guy that they saw last year. And they look at it and say, if there's anything left in them, I can turn him around. And the first thing I have to do is to get him to buy in because he's standing 15 feet over from me. Never discount the presence of presence with Russell Westbrook.
2: Oh, dude, for sure. For sure. Like, is there any reason to believe that he's going to get any more out of Westbrook than Frank Vogel did? I mean, you talk about, you're saying guys don't change. They sure as hell don't, and Russ is not changing. I mean, we've seen guys at the end of the line, and I'm not saying he's at the end of the line, Vince, but we've seen guys that are really reluctant to accept a role. Do you think that he's going to be willing to accept a role, and do you see Darvin Ham getting more out of him than Vogel did?
0: I don't know if he'll get more out of him, but I will say this. If Russell Westbrook was challenging Frank Vogel behind the scenes, I don't think he's going to be challenging Darvin Ham behind the scenes. That's a six foot eight mountain of a man that's not afraid to go face to face with anybody. And do I think that means he'll go run through a wall for Darvin Ham? Maybe not, but he will. I do believe that there'll be some respect there. Not to say that he didn't respect Frank, but Russ, I don't know who Russ actually listens to. Russ plays the way that Russ wants to play. And we've seen that, like you said, we've seen that from the likes of an Allen Iverson who played the way that he wanted to play. And then when it was time to change, he couldn't. And we saw a little bit from Carmelo Anthony. He found himself outside the league. Unfortunately, I don't think that Russell Westbrook has the skill set to fall back on like a Carmelo to go ahead and miss 16 months or whatever it was and then reinvent himself and come back as a role player. Nor do I think that his pride will allow him to take the sort of back seat that Carmelo has. I think that Russell Westbrook can be a statistically effective player, but I think when you watch him play, I don't know that he affects winning at all anymore.
2: One last thought, Vince. I think that what you said about Carmelo is really interesting. I, you know, I was pretty critical of Carmelo over the years. We knew that he could score the ball always, at will, whenever he wanted, an all-time great in that regard. I did not personally think that he had the wherewithal or had it within him to reinvent and accept a role, and I think that he did. And I've got to give him a lot of credit for that. I think that he really worked that hard, and that probably was not an easy thing for him to do. How impressed were you with the way he did that?
0: Dude, I was really impressed. Because not to say that I didn't believe that, but I thought it was I didn't it was worse odds. I'll it say, it. Odds. I'll say right. it.
2: I didn't. I didn't believe it.
0: It was worse odds to say that somebody that played that long. Remember you laughed in Oklahoma City when they said, Hey, were you willing to come off the bench and he said, Who me? Right. Like, oh, this this is not going to end well. But there's there's a basketball maturity there. There's a sense of I think Carmelo knows the right way to play even if he doesn't do it all the time. Sometimes guys don't even recognize what the right basketball play is, if, as long as it's not them. You know what I mean? I don't know if Russ ever made the right basketball play with the recognition and just didn't do it. I think that Carmelo Anthony, A, saw Dwayne Wade, saw his contemporary, saw the guys that he hang, hung out with and loved out there still playing and wanted to play. I think there's a genuine love for the game. necessarily Not necessarily, Jim, a love to dominate, but a love for the game, a love for the camaraderie of it. I think that's Carmelo in a way that maybe some guys aren't. So to say that, maybe did I misjudge him a little bit? Yeah, but now that I take a 30,000-foot view from it, that's what I think.
2: And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you are a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. All right, so Vince, circle back to the very top. You had to wash the two-and-a-half-week finals off of yourself. When you get through to the finish line, finally, I mean, granted, the draft is tomorrow and there's always business, and the clock never stops, did you get some time? Like, do you come up for air? Do you get a few days? Do you get a week? What do you do? What did you personally do after a long NBA season?
0: Jim, I'm going to tell you what happened. I think Boston's one of the worst cities in America, and I couldn't get out of it because – Every All the flights out of Boston were basically canceled the next day. Like, you were lucky to get out. So, I had to stay there an extra day, an extra day and a half. And let's just say Boston's not a place that is as kind to my kind, even though they put a smile on it. Okay? So, what do you, what do, you do? I don't know what you do. I have not figured it out yet. Like, it, you, I think I'm going to take a break after the draft, maybe before around summer league and kind of start winding it down a little bit. But, dude, you got to be so wired. You got to be so into it. Like, not to be funny about it, but I dedicate myself to my job as much as these players dedicate themselves to theirs. And I feel like I owe it to the job itself to be wired, to be in it, to be on it. And then when it's time to unplug, it's time to unplug. But that's not yet.
2: Now, Vince, I mean, there's something to that, right? The The world has changed. It's not the way it used to be, where if you worked a beat or you wrote a column, you know, you could do that. It, it's not the way it is, man. It's like it never stops. Like the world never stops. The world, there's no on and off switch on the world anymore, right? So unless you're technically off, and you can never really technically be off, you have to be plugged in. It's a different way of doing things, but it is the life, right?
0: Dude, I could sit up somewhere and, and smoke an occasional cigar with my friends. And still be literally tied to Twitter or tied to text messages just in the event that someone wants to hit me up or something or someone wants to call me. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally you have to be married to the job. Unfortunately, I'm not married yet. So maybe life will change when that happens. But until then, my wife is the job. And that's just that's unfortunately that's just like we try to take care of our mental health and everything else. But even then, man, you gotta dive in. That's what the that's what the job requires. That's what your talent requires.
2: Hey, listen, it it is the life and if you wanna be great at it, you will do that. And then when you get married and you make those choices and that's a whole different conversation, like that whole thing about balance and is there such thing as balance and can you be great? But that is a different day and a different pod. My man, you are great. And I knew that you needed additional real estate and additional runway. And I knew that you would smash it. And you did. I appreciate you. You are a great talent. I love the energy. And that's a really good conversation, Vince. Really appreciate you. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on, Jim. Really appreciate you, man.
2: Listen. If you have ever caught Vince on the Daily Show, you knew that he was not going to waste any of that extra runway. I knew it because he's the man. He's great at what he does. He's an outstanding communicator. He's got tremendous insight. He is always plugged in and locked in, and he just brought all of that to the original side hustle like I knew he would. That was an absolute blast, and I can't wait to do that again with him. Now, if you're interested in hearing more guests roll in here and absolutely crush it, then throw on any of the 220 plus episodes that we've already pumped out because free premium unfiltered content is what this pod is all about and there is a lot more of it on the way as well so if you want to be the first to know every single time a new episode drops consider subscribing right now in fact why don't you go ahead and do it that way you will never have to look for the podcast the pod will find you and while you're doing that i am going to gift you this week's voicemails
1: First new message. Hey Jim, Rob from Reno. I was saving this for a live call in the air, but I didn't want to get in the way of the smack off, so I'll just leave it here. When Robin Reno calls, you must reckon, whether short or long, you must reckon. When something's going wrong, you must reckon. I say reckon dun 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 reckon good dunna dun. I say reckon dun dun good. Message deleted. Next message.
0: What's up, Jungle Jim? Just went out to the big head surf and suds. Pretty nice little operation he's got going on there. Talked to Jay, the manager. He hooked me up. Lost out the side of my car where my kids ran my truck into the garage. So, flight Deck is making it happen. Anyway, hope you find Alvin. Later.
1: Message saved next message
0: boom shock in north carolina what's up brother hey just wanted to give you a heads up clone nation is a real thing jungle tourette's is very real and alive all over the u.s and canada me and my girlfriend went out to phoenix two weeks ago this guy marty driving an uber in phoenix got into the ride and he's Cranking the Jungle. This guy, he was like, I've been listening since the late 90s. Started going about Patty and Modesto and Rick and Buffalo and all this shit. Awesome, man. 25-minute drive from the airport to the hotel, and this guy made it, like, the best thing ever. Marty, we love your brother. Jungle Threats is real. Time for the smack-off. Can't wait till this Friday, brother.
1: Message saved. Next message.
0: David from Buffalo, it's old school year in the jungle. The top five is going to consist of the Asian, I Asian, afraidy, JT the Brick, a returning Dottola brother, and Gino from San Antonio. All you other new school guys, you Justin from Melbourne's. this is about the old school showing up on the biggest day in sports talk radio and power bombing you all through tables. Guys like Rex from San Luis Epispo the other day, guys who call in and actually have interest in sports. I can't wait to see it because all these new school guys who come in and talk about one another, their names aren't even worth mentioning. It's about the oldest of the old school, and those are going to be the guys who on the 24th do the best.
1: Message saved. Next message.
0: Romy, Paul in Buffalo. Dude, I have to apologize for this sad sack Dave in Buffalo calling your pod five times in a row. You know, we're not all that sad. The only thing that was sadder that I've ever heard on your show was Dr. Dave doing a Mary Poppins blast. Jim Jiminy Jim Jiminy Jim Jimaroo. I'm out.
1: Message saved. Next message.
0: Romy, Justin in Melbourne, man. I'm a little bit confused about that Ray in
2: San Antonio's smack-off RFP
0: to
2: Beauregard's house. First of all, Beauregard does not hang out with bottom feeders like Matt in L.A. and Ray in San Antonio. But if Ray's parking car is there for the evening and Matt is just on call in case the crapper gets full from all the escargot
0: they'll be eating at Beauregard's house, then I can understand the play.
1: Message deleted. Next message.
0: Hi, Jim. I'm just looking forward to the smack-off. I'm kind of rooting for Paul's dog being a dog lover. I guess he could have a leg up on the competition. Hey, well, I just wanted to let you know if you need anybody to cut your grass or pick up some geese poop at your house at Eagle River, I'm volunteering. It's mighty hot here. It's 100 degrees. We ain't used to this kind of weather. I wouldn't mind going jumping in the lake right now. Uh, hope to see you someday at a Dairy Queen in Eagle River. Have a good day, Jim. Thank you. Bye.
1: Message deleted. You have no more messages.